Hello, good morning, Victory Green Hills family. We are in our series called Gospel Explained. We are on our week seven, and it has been pretty exciting to go through the book of Romans, especially at this time of pandemic, where we get now to study theology and see how that could apply in our everyday life. That's why I encourage you, for the following weeks, if you could go and read with us, read along with us, the book of Romans, and go through the chapters that we're going through because we want to dig deeper into what this really means. And now we're in Romans chapter 5. And I know as we study this one, and even as I was preparing about the gospel explained, many things, we really need an explanation because it's so hard just to look at concepts. And sometimes concepts can confuse us unless there's a conversation that's going on. And that's why I encourage you in your weekly victory group, study the video, and then I want you to discuss as a community and, and see and wrestle with the text to see what God wants to say to you. And today we're going to look at Romans chapter 5, verse 1, down to verse 11. Now, before I start, may, ano lang ako, may request lang ako. Romans 5, verse 1 to 11, is such a beautiful text kasi ganda ng misis ko. It's beautiful. But verse 1 and verse 2, which I'm going to share to you now, it's like, a, a theologian said, it's like a rosebud. Ibig sabihin, verse 1 and 2 is so full that right before your very eyes, as we read verse 1 and 2, and go through verse 3 down to verse 11, it starts to open up and you start to see the very center and the very essence of what Paul was trying to write. And I feel like when Paul was writing Romans, he was writing it, you know, in, in full focus of what he wanted the church to understand. And we'll go through that today and I'll read verse 1 and 2. And I want you to really put your heart into this. And before we do that, we're going to pray because we need the help of the Spirit of God to understand the Scripture. Lord, I pray that you will be with us today as we study your word. Lord, even as we go through Romans chapter 5, you would tell us, the Holy Spirit will tell us what you want to say to us today. Lord, give us new eyes, fresh eyes to see the scripture today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's look at verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Last week, Pastor Adam was preaching about the grace of God and what trusting God really means, where we're all sinners. And now, therefore, if you review last week, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 1, the word justified in this text means to be approved, especially in the legal authoritative sense, to show what is right. The believer, or you and me as Christians, were made righteous. We're justified by God. No? Sabi ni Lord, okay na, wala na siyang kasalanan. Justified by the Lord. Cleared of all divine charges related to their sins. It's not counted against you. On this instance, you are made right with God. Now, we look at the word justified and what comes up. This is our image. Court of law. Right? There's, there's judges, a judge, a panel. You, know, and you have to defend yourself that you're not guilty. And this is our picture of what justified means. And if you look through 
even as you Google the word justification, many of the people would explain justification. Therefore, since we have been justified, as something that looks like this. Now, we have a problem with this picture. Because in Romans 5, Paul was not, Paul did not live during our time. Okay? Flash, flash news, no? Si Paul matagal ng patay. Paul had a very different context of what it means to be justified. And Paul says, therefore, having been justified. He wasn't talking about a judge and then there's you who's being presumed either guilty or not guilty. No, there was no lawyer. That was not a picture of justification for Paul. He says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, he goes on to say, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Na imagine mo ba na nasa court ka, tapos sabi ng judge, you are not guilty. And after that, you and the judge would meet. You hug the judge. You become best of friends. You have been, you, you were made uh, friends. You made friends with the judge. And you're now in close relationship with the judge. This is what Romans 5.1 was saying. God is not the judge who was saying guilty or not guilty. He was saying is now you have been justified through faith. We have peace with God. You are now restored to me. It's more like a picture of a father who had the, every right to judge you. And he tells you, Anak, therefore, since you've been justified through faith, we are now at peace. Come, let's eat. Come, let's have fellowship. No judge in the world will do that to you. Na nagpakita ka sa QC or San Juan RTC, tapos sinabi ng judge, not guilty ka na, oh, kapi na tayo, Starbucks na tayo, libre ka pa. No judge will do that to you. That was not the picture. The picture was, you're no longer guilty, you're part of my family. Come, let's do life together. What an amazing picture of justification. Hindi lang siya legal standing. Yes, there's a legal part to it, but there's, it's actually more of a relational part in Romans 5 verse 1. And that's why, as what I said, verse 1 and 2 is so full already that you go to verse 3 to 11 to just kind of like explain more what verse 1 was saying. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. He says, because we've been justified, we now have access to this God, into this grace in which we what? In which we stand. I stand now on the floor, and with this floor, I now exist here, and I don't, I don't fall to the third floor. The Bible says, I now stand on this grace of God because of what He has done to me. He has justified me. Hindi lang niya sinabi not guilty, but He restores me as a son. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now, I said concepts earlier. Bakit? Sobrang daming concepts. Verse 1 and 2. Alright? Ano mga concept na nakita natin dito? Number 1, we see the concept of being justified. The Bible says in Romans 5 verse 1, we are justified and that's why we now have peace with God. To have peace with God, I need justification. And now because of this peace with God, peace now gives me access by faith into God's grace in which we stand. Lahat po ng kinapitalize ko, everything that's capitalized is a big concept. It's a big theological concept that would take weeks to even expound. 
But it's all in just one verse. One to two verses of Romans chapter 5. In God's grace, we have the hope of the glory of God. Dahil, because of the grace of God, I now have the hope. I can hope. Why? Because of the glory of God. Right? And I'll explain this further. In Colossians 1 verse 27, it was actually mentioned, To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. And what's the mystery? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Bible is telling us, if you have a relationship with Christ, if you have been justified, the Bible says Christ is where? In you. Right? Christ is in you. Now, meditate on that truth. Christ is in you. Nakakwarantin ka, di ba? Christ is in you. Nasa bahay ka, di ba? Christ is in you. And because Christ is in you, the hope of glory is in you. We can hope as people of faith. Why? Because Christ is in us. So many theological concepts to tell us that Christ is in us, the hope of glory. Now, we go back to Romans 5, verse 3. It says, not only so, so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Right? So now, Paul was telling us, na justify ka na. You're in close fellowship with God in the grace in which you stand. And because of this grace, now we can have the hope of glory. Why? Because part of life is what you call suffering. Tingnan mo yung katabi mong, kasama mong nanonood. Right? Sabi mo, suffering. That is part of the Christian life. Suffering. Like, I, I was talking with somebody this week. And he was saying, you know, I don't know why I have COVID. I, I was asking the Lord. You see, that's part of life. You get exposed, we get exposed. Some get exposed, some don't. It, it, the virus doesn't say, Christian bayan, di ba Christian yan? No, no. We all go through suffering. Many people in history, especially church people, Christian people, died because they were helping people during pandemics and epidemics. The church was open. Why? Suffering was part of it. It was part of their preaching. If there was a series before, they would have a four, five, six-week series on suffering. And Paul was saying, that's why you have the hope of glory, because there's going to be suffering. And you know what? The suffering actually produces perseverance. You want to persevere in life? Embrace suffering. And when with perseverance, what happens? You now produce character. And with character, what? Hope. It goes full circle. Paul was saying, as we face problems, as we face trials, remember, there is a God who is now your Father that you can call upon. And remember every day of your life, every second of your life, you stand on that grace that gives you access so that you can have what? Hope. Hope of what? Of the glory of God. And that hope will help you in your suffering. Because in suffering, you will have perseverance. With perseverance, you will have character. And with character, you go back to what? To hope. Grabe, no? Parang pinapaikot-ikot tayo ni Paul. Just to say the concepts of verse 1 and verse 2. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts 
through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This hope that God gives us does not put us to shame. Shame. Hiya. Yan ang number one quality ng Pinoy. Nahihiya. Nakakahiya. Nahihiya ako. Right? Hiya. Shame. This hope will not put us to shame. You see, sin puts us to shame. But hope does not put us to shame. And this hope that is in Christ does not put us into shame. Why? Because God's love tied up yung hope. Now, to another concept that Paul introduces to us, God's love and this hope of the glory of God is tied up, will not be put to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I want you to picture. I want you to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. Kantayon, <laughs> huh? Right? God's love has been poured out. What's this picture? What is love? What is love? The Bible says love was poured out, bringing hope and not shame. God's love brings hope. Pag nagda-doubt ka, if you're doubting the love of God, I don't want you to lose hope. Yes, you can question. Yes, you can doubt. But never lose hope. Because why at the end of the day, the love of God will come through. You will see how much the Lord loves you. And He gives us a picture. And this is tied up to last week. And this will be tied up to next week and the other weeks where we're going to talk about the gospel. Verse 6, you see, at just the right time, some people won't get it, but at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. At the right time, Jesus came. When we were powerless, when we cannot save ourselves, Christ died for who? For the ungodly. Who's the ungodly? Us. Christ died for me. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrate His own love for us in this while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. This is the picture of love. Now, let's do an exercise. In the jumping jacks, okay? Exercise. I want you to think of somebody that irritates you. Sorry, sinira ko umaga nyo, no? Mag-isip kayo ng isang taong Pagka pinikit mo mata mo, ay, nasisira ang araw ko. My day is ruined because of this person. Think about that person. Now, as you're thinking about that person, I want you to hear the voice of God. And the voice of God tells you, love that person as I have loved you. Whoa, Lord. Whoa. Mahirap na exercise yan, Lord. Magjijim na lang ako, Lord. You know why? Because to love somebody that is not good to us is really hard. But the Bible tells us, rarely will anyone die for anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. Kung mabait na nga, hirap na tayo, paano pa yung nairita na tayo? 
Will you really give your life up for somebody who irritates you? Who you, I know the word hate might be a harsh word, but the Bible says this Jesus did it for us. Justified. He wasn't just saying not guilty. He was saying, I am going to die for you. He wasn't a judge on a platform with his wig saying not guilty. He was a father willing to go down. He was a loving father who's saying, I want you restored. I want you in the family of God. I want you to be in my family. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. And this was what Paul was pointing out in Romans 5. Hindi lang po siya legal standing. He was gonna die for us. And He did on the cross. But God demonstrates. You see, our, our series is Gospel Explained. This is Gospel Demonstrated. God demonstrated His own love for us in this. While we were still what? Sinners. Christ died for us. Picture of love. Is there any other kind of love that you need after hearing this kind of love? Somebody told me once, you don't pray and ask the Lord, Lord, please love me more, love me more. God cannot love us more. God has loved us fully. Binigay niya ng lahat. Wala ka nang hingin pa. What else can I ask for? You've given your life. You've given your everything to me, God. You see, the death of Jesus reveals the love of God. When Jesus died on the cross, the picture of that cross, when you see a cross, I hope what you see is L-O-V-E, God's love. A person died. A person hanging on the cross died for me. A sinner, a rebellious me. Christ's love revealed at the death of Jesus on the cross. Verse 9, Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? You see, God knew if we continue living in sin, the wrath of sin will eat us, will kill us, will destroy us. John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. His only tool and weapon sin. The wrath of sin. But he says, God also saved me from the wrath of sin. He atoned me. He paid for my sin. For if, while we were God's enemies, you know, Paul really made it clear in this letter. Guys, we are enemies of God. Once enemies. We were reconciled to Him through death of His Son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His what? Through His life. Not only were we reconciled and made peace with God, He now saves us. He rescues us. Ayaw ka lang iligtas ni Lord para pumunta ng langit. Gusto niyang baguhin ka. He wants to save you from the wrath of sin. From the penalty of sin. 
And He says, let me do that to you. Let me show you what life truly is. Verse 11, not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received what? Reconciliation. Imagine, you get to see God and you say, we're close. We're reconciled. I am at peace with my God. And because I'm at peace with my God, I am at peace with everyone. This is what it means. And I just want us to take this home, this picture home. That when you talk about salvation, when you talk about being a Christian, and maybe that's your question. Why Christianity? Why, why are you a Christian? I hope you go back to Romans 5. And the vision and the picture you see is not a judge on a platform looking down on you. But I want you to see a father running to you. Running to you. Running to you. Embracing you. Saying, Son, my daughter, I love you so much. I want you to walk with me. I want you to do life with me. Justification. What a powerful word. Not just a legal standing, but a restoration of my position in the family of God. Not because of what I have done, as what we mentioned in la last week, but because of what Christ has done for me. God's love is the catalyst we need to transform the world. Imagine this with me. If all of us today watching this gets the very concept of justification, that it's not just a way to go to heaven. It's not just God saying, I'm not guilty. But God's love being poured out on me that I might have peace, given access to grace, and now I have hope so that when there's suffering, I've got perseverance, character, hope. And now because of that hope, God's love has been poured out. What if we get all these concepts together, all these big concepts and start living it out in our life. Living it out. I'm telling you, the love that has been poured out to us is going to be the thing, the catalyst that would transform our world. Sa Tagalog, pag natuto tayong magmahal, sa tao tulad ng pagmamahal natin sa Diyos, magbabago ang mundo. The world will change. See, Romans 5 is not just a theological book. It is a book full of love letters given to the church telling us, my son, my daughter, I love you so much. It's a diary of a father telling us how much he loves us. And let that love be the love that we share to the world. I know there's so much unpack in Romans 5. I don't have much time. But you see, the gospel explained is a gospel that's lived out. I want to encourage you for your friends, for your family, 
for people around you to understand the concept of God's unconditional love. The prayer is that they might see it in you. More than you pounding us the Bible to them, they must first see that in you. That the concept we just heard today, justification, grace, hope, love, all of that seen in your life. So that when you open the scripture and turn it to Romans 5, sabi nila, wow, I get it now. Oh, you, you showed that to me. Now you're explaining to me the concept because now I, I get to see that in your life. I want us to bow down our heads and pray. And I want this word to transform us and change us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Lord, for this verses in Romans 5, just big concepts of theological concepts of justification, of love, of hope, of the Holy Spirit, all to tell us, you love us so much, God. You are the King of kings, yet you are our Father. You are our judge, but you're not the kind of judge that's distant. You're a kind of judge that wants to have fellowship, who wants to restore us, not just legally, Lord, but in every aspect of our lives, emotionally, spiritually, saying, I want a shared life with you. Thank you because you are that kind of God. Lord, that we don't worship a God who's so distant, who is so holy that I could not come into the presence of God, but a God that I can talk to in my room, when I'm alone, when I'm sitting down, when I'm lying down, when I'm walking, you're there, God. And Lord, I pray that the grace that we have experienced and the love that we have experienced would be the grace and love we would show to others, that people might see Jesus in us, that they, would, they might understand, Lord, that they don't need this video to explain to them all these concepts that they would see it in their lives. And when they see it in their lives, this video would be supplemental for them. So Jesus, come. May the scripture be real in our lives and not just concepts that we have. Let those concepts fall down to our hearts and our very soul and transform us and change us so that it might change the world around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.